Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Intefel of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Collegono. Bishop Intefel is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Collegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs, and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message. Hallelujah. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is different from the presence of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Acts 10.38 how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. Alright? Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was fulfilled. So clearly there are two things here. There are two things here. Jesus was anointed with. There was a substance. There was a material with which Jesus was anointed. That was the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. But apart from that, the scripture also says God was with him. Alright? God was with him. So, the anointing is the gift of the Holy Spirit. The power of God that makes things possible. The anointing is the power of God in the life of a believer, in the life of a minister, that makes ministry possible. Hallelujah. And the anointing is the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit itself, as we spoke about yesterday, is God. The Holy Spirit itself is the third person in the Holy Trinity. So the Holy Spirit is God. He's a person. So apart from his gift, alright, he can also be with you or he may not be with you. Hallelujah. Now, this is my handkerchief. I don't know if you read that. This is my handkerchief. Yeah. I can bless this pastor with my handkerchief. That is my gift. But he doesn't have me. 
He doesn't have me. He doesn't have my presence. My presence is somewhere else. So my presence and my gift are not the same. Hallelujah. So the anointing and the presence of God are not the same. Hallelujah. When in Exodus chapter 33, Moses asked God and said, Show yourself to me. God told him, I will view my glory to you. He said, You cannot see my face and live. I will pass by and you shall see my back part. And I will reveal my glory to you. The presence talks about the glory of God. When you have the presence, you have his glory. You have his beauty. You have his excellence. You have his honor. That is different from his gift, which is the amount, the power of God. Can I have an amen? amen? So pray that you have not only the anointing, but you also have the presence of God. It is the presence of God that will authenticate the anointing. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth of the Holy Ghost and of power who went about doing good healing all those who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Jesus carried both the anointing and the presence of God. Hallelujah. Now, what is the anointing? Because we are talking about seven reasons why you must be anointed. What exactly is the anointing? The anointing is the Holy Spirit. Every teaching you hear about the Holy Spirit is a teaching about the anointing. The word anointing is both a verb and a noun. Anointing can mean the substance used to anoint a person. For example, the anointing oil. Hallelujah. Anointing can also mean the act of pouring oil on someone. May God pour oil on you this morning in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. So that is the anointing. Now, it is very, very important for us as Christians and especially as servants of God, ministers, to be anointed. To be anointed. The anointing is what you need. Let's have the right hand. 
Say the anointing is what I need. Amen. The anointing is what you need. If you want to do well in life and in ministry, you must become anointed. So let me give you seven reasons why you must be anointed. And I'm preaching from this book. Steps to the anointing. You know, I'll tell you something. These are the things that bring you to a certain level of life. Yeah. So a Christian must spend your money. A pastor, a minister, a Christian must spend your money getting precious things like this. You see, somebody has sat down and has written under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit about the wisdom of God for you. You don't need to think. All that you need to do is to get it and be blessed. Yeah. And it shows God that you are serious. Yeah. And it makes God to begin to open the other side of the deeper and more valuable treasures to you. So I will encourage you, pastors, ministers, church workers, ordinary church members, to make it a habit of acquiring books and selling them. Hallelujah. The first reason why you must be anointed you must be anointed because no one can fulfill his ministry by natural might or by human power, but only by the Spirit. Do you have copy, copies of this book? Eh? Sorry? Yeah. So get copies. You must be anointed because no one can fulfill his ministry. By natural might or human power. This is the first reason why you must be anointed. God said in Zechariah 4 6, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. Amen. In the ministry, you can only fulfill your ministry by the Holy Spirit. Not by human power and human might. For example, your structure is a mind. Your structure is a mind. <laughs> so it looks like when you are strongly built, and you look very handsome or beautiful, people will be attracted to your church. Some people may be attracted because of that, but that will not lead you to building a strong, lasting ministry. Yeah. When 
Reverend Dr. Goliath. Do you remember him? Went into ministry. He decided to go by the might of a structure. Yeah. And David said, You are coming to ministry. Look at you. You have a big shield. You have a very big sword. Helmet. And that is how you are coming. He told David, I'll kill you and I'll feed your body to the best of the air. You see, the reason why he was so confident was because of the power of his might, physical might. But the Bible said that for by strength shall no man prevail. Ministry is not about how mightly built you are. Bishop Lava is not mightly built. No. Says a slim, handsome man. If you stand before any boxer, you will last one second. But look at the work of God that God is using him to do. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. So within a split of a second, David, who was very little, you see, you had to be 17 or 18 years before you went to the army. So the fact that David was not in the army means that that was his age. So around about eight. He didn't qualify. He was doing military exercises with lions and bears and other things on the fields. But when he entered the ministry to overcome Goliath, he told Goliath, you are coming to me by might and all that, but I am coming in the name of the Lord God of Israel. There is a power that is upon me. And that is the power that I am coming with. And within a matter of second, somebody was anointed, destroyed somebody who had come with might and human power. Amen? The family you come from is an example of might. Maybe your family is very popular. You come from a famous family. And your family name is known. So when your family name is mentioned, people get attracted. But it cannot give you a successful ministry. It cannot. Who was the founding president of Sierra Leone? Founding president. Who fought for their independence? Eh? Magai. Summit Magai. He's the founding father of Selyon. Like in Ghana, the founding father of Ghana is Kwame Nkrumah. So Magai. So I'm sure that when you are called Magai, people ask, hey, are you related to that? So when you start your church, international powerful ministries of Jesus Christ resurrection, endless heavens. Limited. 
and you are the founder and president, Reverend Dr. Magai. People will be attracted to your church. Oh, this pastor, his grandfather, great grandfather, was the first president of this. Some people will be attracted. But that might, it cannot help you, you understand it, to build a large ministry. I'm trying to explain to you why you must be anointed. The first reason why you must be anointed is because ministry cannot be done by human might or power, but only by the Spirit of God. Only by the Spirit of God. Only by the Spirit of God. Amen. The color of your skin, the color of your skin is a form of might and human power. There are some, there are some places, there are some places, you know, where your color would help in the ministry. Oh yeah. America is divided into two. If you want to see when America is divided, Sunday. Sunday. When you go to America, it's divided into two. White churches, black churches. Yes. So that is the power of the color of your skin. That does not determine ministry. Amen? Amen. Education. Bachelor's degree. Doctor's degree. PhD. And now pastors, the nice fashionable things that pastors are doing now is by adding doctor to their title. Reverend Doctor, Apostle Doctor, Evangelist Doctor, Doctor. It is as if if you add Doctor to the pastor, where is that? It will give you ministry. You can be Reverend Doctor, 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 Doctor. Raise the power to have Corona. You have five people in your church. You have one, two, three, five. Because doctrine does not have the power. I pray that you begin to experience the real power of God. Yes. So that is why God told Zerubbabel, it is not by might. Zerubbabel was the, the civilian governor when they came back from exile during Ezra's time. He was the civilian governor. The high priest was Joshua. And they were trying to build the temple of God. And so God was trying to explain to him that this assignment, you can do it not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. The scripture said, alright, 
Look, look, look at that. Go, go to that scripture. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, said the Lord of hosts. Look at verse 7. Who art thou, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, thou shalt become a plain. Now watch this. God was telling Zerubbabel, what you are going to do? What you are going to do? Okay? You are going to do with a mountain. The ministry is like a big mountain in front of you. The ministry. Building the church of Jesus Christ. Raising up a congregation. Building self ministry. Doing branching work. Missionary work. Raising up a choir. Raising up the different departments in the church. Eh? It's like a huge mountain before you that you must overcome. Ministry is like a huge mountain. Is that a mountain, sir? No. What mountain is that? The biggest. Beauty money. That's what they have used to name the hotel. Beauty money mountain. We have Mount Afajato in Ghana. It's the biggest. The highest in Africa is Kilimanjaro. When God calls you into ministry, when you are involved in any aspect of ministry, alright, you are faced with Mount Kilimanjaro. Mount Kilimanjaro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, ministry is bigger than that. Ministry is bigger than Mount Everest. You know, recently, they showed a woman who climbed Everest in a record time. There are, there are some people who have climbed Mount Everest a couple of times. And that, you, you need endurance. You need strength. You might be able to endure. They train for a long time to conquer Mount Everest. But ministry is bigger. Just bigger than Mount Everest. And the scripture said, listen, God said, Zerubbabel, this thing that you are going to do is like a mountain. And therefore, your mind cannot do it. Your power cannot do it. Only my spirit can do it. Then, the question was asked, Who art thou, O mountain? Who art thou, O mountain? Before Zerubbabel, thou shalt become a plain. Before what type of Zerubbabel? Zerubbabel who is anointed by the Spirit of God. When Zerubbabel is anointed by the Spirit of God and stands before any mountain, that mountain will become a plain. It is the anointing of the Spirit of God 
that makes the ministry becomes a plane. That 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 makes ministry easy and possible. Yeah. Yeah. Another power is the power of money. Power of money. Amen. Money. Money is power. How many of you know that? Oh, even the Bible says money is a defense. Money is power. You can do many things when you have money. Oh yeah. Yeah. Many of you here sitting here, if you have a certain avenue to a certain level of riches, you can become the president of this country. No, I'm talking about you. Yeah. That is why, especially in places as, like Africa, Governments are afraid of very rich people. And that is why very rich people in Africa, they don't declare their riches. But the government is afraid that you can influence the politics of the country. And that is why in many democracies, you are not allowed to support or sponsor a party above a certain level. Even in America, because you can use the power of money to influence the politics of the country until somebody who should not become the president is now the president. So money is power. But let me tell you something. Listen to this very carefully. If you have one million dollars in your account, it will not guarantee you having a successful ministry. Money is a power, but it doesn't have enough power to bring conviction of sin, of judgment, and of righteousness to a sinful world. The only person that can do that is the Holy Spirit. We can have an experiment this Sunday. Reverend Charlie. Let's go to the most popular radio station in Freetown and let's announce that at Bethel. Eh? Praise Cathedral this Sunday. Anybody, the first 2,000 people who get to church by 5 a.m. will give them free lunch, free breakfast, and they walk away from here with 10,000 new will be to them. Yeah, let's make that announcement. This Sunday, there will be confusion here. There will be total... We may have... Even the police will not be able to... We may have to bring in the army to control people. Do you understand? There will be confusion here. One of the confusion people who are members of the church who have stopped coming for the past 15 years, they will say, look, 
it is my church. Bishop Naga is my bishop. Go and ask him. That is the power of money. But watch that. The following Sunday, we will make any announcement. A lot of people will come. By the third Sunday, when the promise of money and food is over, we'll be back to square one. It shows you that money does not have the power to build it. That is the mistake that a lot of pastors make when Bishop Dad goes on the who said, you know, fails. When he arrives and the person see a lot of trucks, a lot of vehicles, a lot of crusade equipment, many of the pastors are deceived into thinking that that is the reason why the crusades are successful. Oh yeah. They, 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 oh, they have money. They have money. That is why. That is why. But when you see hundreds of thousands of people gathering at the crusade ground, what you must realize, listen to this, what you must realize and what you must recognize is not the trucks and the vehicles and the equipment, but you must be spiritual quickly to notice that Nicodemus told Jesus no man can do these things except God you must quickly recognize the anointing the power of God on the man of God for it is not by might it is not by power but it is by my spirit said Lord. This is the first reason why you must be anointed. You are not going to be able to do the ministry by any other means. The only means that God has provided by which ministry can be done is the power of the Holy Spirit. The anointing. The anointing. The anointing. The anointing. So that is the meaning for not by might. Not by power. Yes. Look. Sometimes you see somebody is trying to start a church. Okay. He goes on the radio. He makes a lot of advertisement. He does this. He know, rents a very expensive place. Very nice chairs. I get what I'm saying. People come and say, wow. But after a couple of months, it's over. Because the power is not there. I pray that you be anointed. May you be anointed. May you catch the anointing. Hallelujah. Amen. So this is the first reason why you must be anointed. Because no one can fulfill his ministry by natural might or by human power, but only 
by the Spirit of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you here or you go home? Number two. The second reason why you must be anointed is because even Jesus Christ waited to be anointed before beginning his ministry. Even Jesus Christ waited to be anointed before beginning his earthly ministry. Hallelujah. <laughs> eh? Even Jesus, even Jesus, he waited until he was anointed. Wow. Even Jesus. Everybody say, even Jesus. Even Jesus. Even Jesus. Hey, listen. If Jesus had to wait for the anointing, then how many of you realize that you and I, we have to wait for the anointing? Yeah. 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 I taught you that two days ago and yesterday. That for 30 years, for 30 years, he did not attempt. I want, I want to make it clear. He did not attempt. When you read um, some, some um, other books, like Apocrypha and the rest, okay, they try to say Jesus used to uh, take mud and, and create beds. You know, fairy tale stories. But what we know, what we know is what the scriptures have handed over to us. And before Jesus was 30 years, he did not do ministry. He did not do ministry. He did not preach. He did not teach. He did not do miracles. No. For 30 years, why? Because there was no anointing. There was no anointing. The Holy Spirit had not come upon him. When the Holy Spirit has not come upon you, and you begin to do ministry, you attempt to do ministry, you are worrying yourself. You are worrying yourself. You are worrying yourself. One time, Bishop Doug said, he was having a convention and he called people to pray for them. He started laying hands. Do you get it? But if you are somebody who moves by the Spirit and knows the things of the Spirit, you, you will know when the Spirit is there or the Spirit is not there. So as he was praying for the people, he said, surprisingly, he realized that there was no power. There was no power. He was laying his hands on the people, but there was no power. So he asked the Lord, what is happening? What is happening? I can't feel any power. And the Lord said to him, who asked you to pray for the people? Who asked you 
pray for the people. Yeah. I've not asked you to pray for the people, and therefore, my power is not being manifested. Yeah. You will struggle. Listen to me. You will struggle in the ministry if you do not wait for the anointing to come upon your life. Yeah. And you know, especially those of who are young, who want to do ministry one day. Now you can see it. Young people are in a hurry to quickly go and do ministry. If you are a member of the church and you want to do ministry, wait until the power of God on Bishop Lager has been transferred. Transferred. Shared with you. Yes. Then when you go, you do something. I don't know whether today or tomorrow, but I'll be teaching you that it is not an easy thing to be anointed. It is a difficult thing to be anointed. It is a difficult thing to be anointed. That is, that, is, that is something that people don't know. Yeah. You don't get easily anointed. So wait, don't be in a hurry. Mama, can I have your cloth? Your cloth, can I have it? Your cloth. The wrapper. Is it wrapper? Yes. Watch this. First Kings chapter 19. God told Elijah, go and anoint. Eh? Go and anoint. Look at that scripture. First Kings chapter 19. Go and anoint Elisha. Okay? The son of Shaphat to be a prophet in the room. Look at um, First Kings 19 from verse, from verse 15. And the Lord said unto him, Go, return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when thou comest, anoint Hazel to the king of Assyria. And Jehu, the son of Nimshi, shall thou anoint to be king of over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shaphat, of Abemholah, shall thou anoint to be prophet in thy room. Amen. Verse 19. So he departed thence and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen before him, and with the twelve. And Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. Watch it. Elijah was told by God, Go and anoint Elisha to be a prophet in your room. So, Elijah finds Elisha and casts 
his mantle on him. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Don't make a mistake. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah. And said, let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, go back, for what have I done to thee? And he returned back from him, and took a yoke of oxen, and slew them, and bowed their flesh of the instruments of the oxen, and gave unto the people, and they did it. Then, what is Then, he arose, and went after Elijah, and what did he do? Really said unto him. That word minister is the word servant. Said him. Said him. Look at Second Kings chapter 3 and verse 11. Second Kings chapter 3 and verse 11. But Jehoshaphat said, Is there not here a prophet of the Lord that we may inquire of the Lord by him? And one of the king, one of the king of Israel's servant answered and said, Here is Elisha the son of Shaphat, which poured water on the hands of Elijah. Now watch. God said, Go and anoint Elisha to be a prophet in your office. When Elijah saw him, he threw his mantle upon him. Look at it. That was not the anointing. This was a call to save. A call to save. And he arose and went after Elijah and he ministered, said Bible scholars, historians tell us that from that time okay, Elijah followed Elijah for 20 years. For 20 years. Hello? What was he doing in 20 years? Serving him and wanting an anointing. He was serving on the expectation of being anointed one day. That is 20 years of waiting for the anointing. Jesus waited 30 years. You should see young people because you laid your hands on one or two people and they fell. The bishop cannot control you anymore. You are no more going to be the head of the intercessory team. I'm going to start my own church. lay your hands and somebody falls down. It doesn't mean that you are anointed. Even yourself, you know that you push the person. Even yourself, you know. You chalk him, come. When you lay hands and you say, Father, then you, you, you chalk him. Chalk him. Why wouldn't you fall? You have used power and might. Yeah. 
واحد Jesus waited for the anointing and you must wait patiently for the anointing. Yeah. We have followed Bishop Dark for 25 years and to what is on him has worked on us. But it's been 25 years. It's been 25 years. Of following, serving, receiving instructions, being sent, go, come, do this, receiving his words, reading the books, learning from 25 years before what is on him. Has on us. That is why we can stand to minister. Not to wait for the anointing. Not to wait for the anointing. Some of you, the reason why you don't get anointed is because you get offended. Because you see, God is going to test you. Yeah. Watch this. Joshua served Moses. After Moses was Joshua. Elijah served Elijah. After Elijah was Elijah. Gelhazi served Elijah. The mathematical equation is very simple. After Elijah, we shouldn't even think. We shouldn't even think. After Elijah, we shouldn't even think who else. And now we are not even talking about double portion. Because he received double portion. So the next person, Gehazi, should be carrying quadruple portion. But after Elijah, we don't see Gehazi. Why? Because in the, in the time of his following, he was tempted, when he was tempted with money, he fell. He fell. He fell. Yeah. If the bishop appoints you as a branch pastor, a department pastor, leader, head, and you cannot be faithful of money. You cannot be faithful of money. All throughout my years, Bishop Dark has entrusted me with a lot of money. I oversee a lot of money. Yeah. I cannot be anointed if I am not faithful to that. Gehazi. The reason why the anointing was not shared with him and transferred was because in the day of his temptation he fell. In the course of the waiting for the anointing, several things will happen. 
Ya. 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 In John chapter 2, Jesus and his disciples were invited to a wedding. And when there was the lack of wine, his mother came and said, do something. And he said, my time has come. In period of your waiting, people will call you a man of God. Come and do this. Come and do that. Come and do that. You must tell them, wait, I'm still learning. I'm still learning. I'm still learning. My bishop has not given permission to go about doing things. When Elisha was following Elijah, three times he tried to sack him. Second King chapter 2. And it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah unto heaven by a wild wind that Elijah said, Elijah went with Elisha from Gigal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So what Elijah was saying, Go. God has sent me somewhere. He tried to sack him. He tried to sack him. Eh? So they went down to Bethel. Verse 3. And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yea, I know it. Hold it. Your peace. Verse 4. And Elijah said unto him, Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee. For the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. He wanted to sack him again. Hmm? Hmm. Verse 6. And Elijah said unto him, Tarry, I pray thee here. For the Lord has sent me to Jordan. What is this type of man of God that you are following that every two seconds is trying to sack you? I don't need you. Do you don't think I need you? Pastor Charlie, you can leave. You want to leave. This ministry will work without you. And then you also say, oh, oh, he doesn't like me. He wants to sack me. Okay. Oh yeah. I'm going. You see, you can't wait for the amount. Before the anointing comes, God will slap you. God will boot you. God will kill you. Break you. Eh? When the Moses said he wanted to be anointed to be a leader. You see, first, without anointing, he went into the ministry. Without anointing. He saw two, uh, how do you call it, uh, uh, Egyptians fighting. That's an, and he appointed himself as a reverend doctor and tried to minister to them. He was he was rejected. Yeah. And when God realized that he wanted to do ministry, God said, "Okay, you need to be anointed and send him to the university of the wilderness for forty years, Department of Shipology." Department. 
He sent him. Learn who is a sheep, different types of sheep, classification of sheep, you know, sheep behavior, how to analyze the people of a sheep, what they eat, how to build them. Forty years. Forty years. You want anointing? Jesus waited. Jesus waited. Wait, wait, wait. You are rushing to my where are you going? Wait. 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 Sweep the church. Sweep the church. Sweep the church. Clean the tables. Project the scriptures. Put on the light. Lock the doors. Bishop has come go home, so you are not going home. Yeah. Hey, the Bishop, what is he doing in the office? You should please leave before so we can also go home. We are tired. Doesn't he know that we are tired? We have to go to our wife. Hey, you can't wait for the anointing. You can't wait for the anointing. <laughs> Moses, after 40 years, God said, now, you are ready. I'm sending you. Moses said, I beg you, me. Do? I'm not ready. I can't preach. I can't talk. He gave about 10 or 11 excuses. Why? You see, when, when God really gets you ready, you even feel that you are not ready. God is waiting until the day that you say, Lord, me, I am so useless without you. Then he says, ah, yes, I can use you now. But now that you feel that you are something, now that you feel that you are something, God cannot use. God doesn't use masters, he uses servants. Jesus waited for the anointing. Even Jesus. I like the way Richard Dad put it. You must be anointed because even Jesus Christ, the Son of God, waited to be anointed before beginning his ministry. Immediately Jesus became anointed. He went to church and told them, from today, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ministry. I can preach, I can teach, I can heal, I can work miracles. He said, because the anointing has come. The anointing has come. Look, all those of you that your chairs you gave me last uh, week, everything is ready. Come and come. From today, I'm not, I'm not making any chairs. No. Pick your coffins, your furniture. Everything is finished. I said, oh, Jesus, but your furniture is very nice. And no, 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 no. Now it is time to preach because the anointing has come. Hallelujah. Immediately the anointing came. Jesus was ready to preach. Hallelujah. Amen. Luke chapter 3, 21 to 23. Now when all the people were baptized, 
it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying, the heaven was open. And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved son, in thee am well pleased. And Jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age, being as was supposed a son of Joseph. This event marked the beginning of the ministry of Christ. Up until the age of 30, we do not hear of him. From this time, when the Holy Spirit, the anointing descended on him, Jesus began to preach, to teach, and to heal. Hallelujah. Amen? Yeah. You must always pray for the anointing. And in the ministry, any part of the ministry that you aspire to do requires a different anointing. So if you are a pastor, and now you want to go into evangelism, you need the anointing of the evangelist. You have to, you have to wait for it. Yes. If you want to pray for the sick, you must catch the anointing for healing. The healing anointing. Yes. If you desire the prophetic, you have to catch that amount. If you want to pastor people, pastor a congregation, you need the anointing of the pastor, the shepherd, the, the anointing of the shepherd. An evangelist cannot pastor a church. An evangelist. He will tell you all, every time you tell them, those of you here who are fornicators and adulterers, you are on your way to hell. Whether you are sitting in the church or not, God is going to punish you. So people will be afraid they will leave the church. Because the fornication is a lot. That is why God doesn't put the evangelists in the church. To pastor the people. Because in the church, God wants to gather people. He doesn't want to scatter people. So the evangelist cannot be. So if there's an evangelist who wants to pastor a church, he now must catch the anointing of the pastor. He must wait for it. Yeah. These days, many pastors call themselves apostles. Who is an apostle? The apostolic gift makes you Turns into somebody who is able to start things. You start things. Yeah. You pioneer things. So an apostle. The apostles were the people who started the church of Jesus Christ. So an apostle, you know, is a church planter. It's a church builder. Amen? An apostle is a church builder. things, new things, things that have never existed. You see the apostle bringing those things up. So you cannot sit in your church with your hundred member congregation and put on yourself the title of an apostle. You see, you can put that title on you, but it doesn't make you an apostle. You don't have that anointing for it. How many of you are going to wait for that anointing? Hallelujah. 
Amen. I see you entering the anointing. I see the anointing coming upon you. You will be anointed. I said you will be anointed. Number three. The third reason why you must be anointed. You must be anointed because even the apostles were asked to wait for the Holy Ghost. The anointing. Before beginning their ministry. You must be anointed because even the apostles who have been with Jesus they have been with Jesus very close. They had seen things. The apostles who saw Jesus walking on the sea. Now welcome you. The apostles who saw Jesus taking five loaves of bread, two pieces of fish, and feeding thousands. Look, they saw Jesus raising a man that was dead for four days. They were there. They were there. Later on, the apostle John, if you remember, in first John, he said, that which we have seen, we have handled. Our hands have touched. We have looked upon. They saw it. Listen. Okay? And in spite of all that, they did not jump to go and do ministry based on the experience that they have had. But they waited. Acts chapter 1 and verse 4. Acts chapter 1 and verse 4. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which said he, ye have heard of me. Ye have heard of me. He says, now, Jesus was just about to leave. They said, guys, 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 don't depart from Jerusalem. Wait for the promise of the Father. Which you have heard of me. When did he say it? Luke chapter 24, verse 49. Let's start from verse 47. Luke 24 from verse 47. This is Jesus speaking. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. Verse 49. And behold, I send the promise of my Father. This is the first time Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit to them. He said, and behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. Upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. This, this, this is, this, this, this discourse is with the people that he met on the road to Emmaus. And they detained him to eat with them. And then he was speaking to them. That is why in Acts 1-4 he said, you heard me talk about that. He said, wait. Wait. Even the apostles waited for the Holy Spirit before they did ministry. Even the apostles. Why, why do I say even the apostles? They are doing with Jesus. They, 
anybody who works with the president, with the president, President Corona, anybody who works in his office, around his office, within his office, by his office, I get what I'm saying. Surrounding his office, just within a certain radius, has power. They will say, I work with the president. And people will respect them. Look, the cleaner who cleans the president's office, you dare not touch him. No policeman can arrest him. I'm talking about the cleaner. No policeman. When you arrest him, say, look, Nami had the clean the president of his own. The police commander will salute you and say, please, please, can I have your number? I'm just trying to explain to you how important the disciples and the apostles were. They were, they were close. They were close. But being close does not mean that what is on the man is on you. When Bishop Nagas stands and is ministering, you sit down there and you say, oh, what is doing? I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Only that he has not given the opportunity. Yeah. Some of us, that's how our mind works. That's a great man of God. Very, very great man of God. That's a huge church. One time, he described his experience with his senior pastor. He was an assistant pastor to his senior pastor. And he said, after some time, he came to realize that the senior pastor didn't seem to be too interested in the ministry. He was not even praying. The senior pastor. On weekends, the senior pastor would travel and come late Saturday night. There, he, the assistant pastor, will be praying and interceding. So it got to a point where he felt that his senior pastor was not anointed. He was there. He, the assistant pastor, was the real pastor of the church. He was, his anointing was what was carrying the ministry. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So many times his senior pastor would travel and come Saturday night. So one day, the senior pastor went on such a journey and came and called the assistant pastor in the middle of the night and said, tomorrow I will not be able to preach. So preach. And the assistant pastor said, this is the day the Lord has made. And we shall be glad in it. I've been waiting for this day to show this church. Do you understand it? The one who is really anointed in this church. This guy has been receiving them. He doesn't pray. He doesn't fast. He doesn't wait on God. Just traveling around. Yeah. That, that, that's something he said. Something he said. He said he prayed. Prayed throughout the night. He studied the scriptures. He prepared a powerful sermon. 
to show the congregation. <laughs> so Sunday came. He came into the pulpit to come and preach. He started preaching. Then he said, somehow, his mouth was dry. The words were not flowing. There was no presence, no power, nothing. And he said, it got to a point where he wished that the ground would open for him to go in. And in the midst of that, he heard the voice of God. And God said, have you seen? Have you seen? Your pride, your arrogance. And the Lord said, you are not the pastor of this church. This, my servant, is the pastor. This man's servant is a pastor. You are not the pastor of this church. You are not the pastor of this church. This man's servant is a pastor. Yeah. Later on, his senior pastor resigned from the church. Officially. And before he resigned, he called him. He called his assistant pastor. And introduce him to the church. From today, this is your pastor. And made him to kneel down. And the senior pastor laid his hands on him. And prayed for him. And the assistant pastor said, He felt during the prayer as if a coat, a jacket, had been wrapped on him. You see, that was the day that truly the anointing was placed upon him. Now that church, that church is a huge church. Thousands of people. So as you are walking with your bishop here, do you understand it? Be careful. Don't entertain evil thoughts. Don't say to yourself, I can, I, I can, I can, I can, I can preach better. You may be able to preach better than him. You are still not the pastor of the church. He's occupying an office. And that office, it takes the anointing to stay there. If you go there prematurely, you will die. The apostles waited for the anointing. These apostles were being with Jesus. Ah! They were there. What about you and I? We are here more than 2,000 years later. That is why we need the anointing. How many of you understand why you must be anointed? That is why we must be anointed. Hallelujah. Number four. You must be anointed because great prophets like Elisha asked for the anointing when given the opportunity to ask for what they wanted. You must be anointed because great prophets like Elisha asked for the anointing when given the opportunity to ask for what they wanted. Elisha recognized that ministry was accomplished only through the anointing. When Elijah asked him what he wanted, 
he said he desired a double portion of that money. Second Kings chapter two and verse nine. Second Kings chapter two and verse nine. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, "Ask what I shall do for thee." Before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. He could have asked for many other things. He could have asked for Elijah's good name, Elijah's money, Elijah's properties, Elijah's car, or even Elijah's wife. But after years of working with Elijah, Elisha knew where the secret of his ministry lay. Many young people today, when they are working with this great man of God, what they look for and they aspire. There is one time a man of God was preaching and he was talking about the blessings God has given. And a young man, the congregation said, I see my future. I see my future. But what a young man was trying to say was that the cast is talking about the buildings is talking about the prosperity is talking about that he has experience in the ministry that is what I'm also going to experience yeah when you work with an anointed man of God like your bishop or bishop Jolly what you should be looking at is not his watch One of the most anointed people I know of on earth today is my father in ministry, Bishop Dark. Yeah, one of the most anointed people that I know of. But if you are going to go by his lifestyle, you are not going to be impressed. Because He's not going to drive the car that you think he must drive. Yeah. If all his bishops will park our cars and you come and you are told which one is the bishop's car? You may even choose my car. You may choose my car. His car I'll bet a few of my bottom dollar. It will be the last car you choose. Not this one, not this one, not this one. You choose his car is the last one. He drives a pickup. A pickup. We are driving four wheel drives. Nice ones. Shiny ones. Yeah. of pastors at the give thyself holy conference and he appears to come to preach the pastors who have never seen before why is a bishop bishop? he started preaching in his batik shirt walking around with his one shoe and preaching So if you are going to look for those things, you have made a mistake. 
You must look beyond what they are wearing, what they are not wearing, what they have, what they don't have. You must look beyond that and see the power of God upon their lives. The power. See, see the church, see the church building, see the project, see the churches that we shall like guys bringing up the pastors, the work. Say, ah, this man has something. But especially the young ones, you are looking for something. Yeah. If ever Bishop Laga called you and said, What do you want? I want to give you my car so that you go. He said, Bishop, I beg you. I beg you. I beg you. Keep your car. What do you want? Bishop, is it possible for you to lay your hands on me? And pray that what is on you will come on me. Is it possible? Because if what is on him comes upon you, what is a car? What is a car? You will buy 20 cars based on what is on him that has come upon you. So, Elijah was very smart. The man has walked with Elijah for 20 years. He has seen things. He has seen things. He has seen things. So when the time came and he was asked, what do you want? What do you want? He will not ask for the wife. You want your, 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 your bishop's wife. It is true. You want the soft spot of your father. The soft spot where he enjoys. The things that he enjoys. That's what you want. Yeah. That is what dangerous sons do. Absalom. When Absalom drove his father away from Jerusalem, what was the first thing he did? He gathered all his father's wives and concubines on the top of the distance, removed his boxer shorts. Which means that all along, as his father's wives were moving around, I mean, some of them with big bumps and they are moving. Get opportunity. You are designing Bishop's car, his house, his wristwatch, his shoes. Look, none of those things must impress you. The main thing is the main thing. The power of God upon his life. May that power come upon you in the name of Jesus. May that power come upon you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. May God anoint you. For I have found my servant David and with my holy oil have I anointed him. May God anoint you in the name of Jesus. May the anointing of the Holy Spirit come upon your head. Oh, yeah. 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 When the anointing comes, all the other things will come. The anointing is the source of prosperity. A truly anointed person cannot be poor, even if he wants to be poor. No. 
all the people who work with God were not true. Yeah. Adam had everything. Adam had everything. Abraham. Genesis 13 to Abraham was rich. The man was rich. Isaac was rich. Jacob was rich. Even a slave boy, Joseph, when he hit the house of Potiphar, eh, everything prospered. Don't think about prosperity now. Decide the anointing. Decide the power of God. Yeah. Do everything you have to do to receive the power. Elijah said, me, I should say here. I should say here. No, no, no. The sons of the prophets can say, do you know that your master is about to be lifted up, he's going to heaven? Don't worry, I know it. I, look, relax. He refused to batch. There must, nothing should be able to move you away from your man of God. From your anointed. From your anointed. The anointed is anointed. From your anointed. Nothing. Oh yeah. If you really understand what the anointing is, all those of you who are associate pastors, uh, department leaders, you know, without the anointing on your bishop, you are not going to do anything. You can't achieve anything. No. 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 It is not by might. It is not by power, but it is by my spirit, say the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't desire anything about your man of God. Yeah. I've been privileged several times to be asked by Bishop Dad to accompany him in his journeys. Every time that opportunity comes, I drop whatever I have to do. And when I follow him, in my heart, I have no desire for he should, he should buy me a shoe or he should, no, 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 no. You see, because I know that that little opportunity that I've had to be close to him, it's God's door that he has opened for me to come close to the anointing. And then as I walk with him, and as we talk, and as we interact, and God has, is giving me the opportunity for something to move and wrap up. One time I traveled with him for a conference. And um, I was even more privileged because one of the days when he finished, and he went to his hotel room. He asked me to come. So I was there. And the robe, you know, Bishop like this long African, you know, that he wore to preach. He took it by this. And gave it to me. This is, this is five years ago. Up to today, I have it. Up to today, I have it. Sometimes when I want to feel the power, I put it on. Hey, 
and that dress, we are going to die together. Look, it has to. Yeah. At my cathedral, the chair that I sit in is the chair that the bishop sat in for about 15 years. And those chairs have become very old. Very old, very wobbly. I have refused to change it. We, we have nailed it, strengthened it, renovated it, everything. And I intend to sit in it until one day we find that the whole thing breaks. We cannot put it together again. Because I understand what is in it. May you understand the anointing. May you understand the anointing. Look, if ever God gives you the opportunity to be around an anointed man of God, do whatever you have to do to stay. And never let that person go away from you. <laughs> yeah. But you see, anointed people, they are also men. Please sit down. They are men. And by virtue of the fact that they are men, they can do things. They can do things that are not nice. But they are men. Sometimes they will give instructions that are not reasonable. Sometimes they will rebuke you. Sometimes, do you understand it? You must quickly remember, look. Always remember Elisha. Me, I should stay here. I should stay here. He told, he told Elijah, senior prophet, please, before God spoke to you with due respect, he also, when he spoke to you, he told me something small. So I also know where you are going. I'm coming. Yeah. You know, there are many things that are going to try to drive you away from your man of God. There are many things. There are many things. Yeah. I think God willing tomorrow I'll begin to talk about understanding and anointing. And I will explain to you why it is very difficult to be anointed. Why it is difficult to be anointed. It is very difficult to be anointed. Because why should God anoint someone like you? Why? A Christian brother, you cannot control your zip. You can't control your zip. Every day you have to remove your zip. God should anoint you. He's not going to anoint you. You must first learn to close your zip and hold it tight. For the rest of your life. Hallelujah. Seven reasons why you must be anointed. What is reason number one? What is reason number one? We look at your notes. Eh? I want to hear one go. What is reason number one? No one can fulfill his ministry by natural might and human power, but by the Spirit of God. 
Reason number two is what? Because even Jesus wanted to be anointed before beginning his ministry. What is reason number three? Even the apostles were asked to wait for the anointing. Reason number four is what? Because great prophets like Elisha, when they were asked, what do you want? Ask for the anointing. Hmm. How many of you want to be anointed? Yeah. From today, don't worry about your bishop's shoe. No, no, no. Don't worry about his car. When it brings a private jet, don't tell yourself, ah, I can see my future. You know. Let him use his private jet. As for you, what you are looking for? If a drop of what is on you, a drop, will come upon you, that's it. That's it. That's it. But at this point, my prayer is that God will put the oil on you. May the Lord put the oil on you. In the name of Jesus. Number five. You must be anointed because King Saul was not transformed into another man until he was anointed. You must be anointed because King Saul was not transformed into another man until he was anointed. First Samuel chapter 10 and verse 1. upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and shalt be turned into another man. Now look at me. Look at me. Why can you become a pastor? Why do, what, what is so special about you that makes you qualified to be a servant of God? Let's go into your history. No, let's go into your history. Let's go into how you have lived your life. Now, by the grace of God, you are a child of God. But before you became a child of God, you know, you have about five children, five different women. Even the names of your children, you don't know. Some of you, when people hear that you are a Christian, they say, hey! The other day, you were doing evangelism around some place. Then you met some friends. They look at you and say, Hoga, oh what are you going to do for here? Holding your Bible, you? They say, Ah, Inshallah, Inshallah, Inshallah. You. Holding a Bible. Even because of you, some people have decided they will never go to church. If you are going to church, they will never go to church. Yeah. 
So what qualifies you to be a man of God? Let's go into your educational status. Educational status. When he starts speaking English, there's no difference between he, she, they, we, everything is. Then, the other time, I met my class teacher, Mr. Johnson, and I said to her, I said to her, Mr. Johnson, you said to her, shamelessly, you are just speaking. Everything is jumbled together. You can't handle money, you can't handle yourself, nothing. What qualifies you to be a man of God? So, so, was sent by his father to go and look for his father's lost asses. You understand? So the man was an, a, someone who was looking for asses. That was his job. In the desert. Can you imagine the debt on him? The desert son had turned him into a full elite man. Brown, hair, everything. He had no hope in himself. Are you getting that? Yeah. In fact, he told, hey, let, let me show you. Come, come with me to um, First Samuel chapter, chapter 9. Now, there was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish, the son of Abel, the son of Zerah, the son of Bechorat the son of Aphia, a Benjaminite, a mighty man of power. And he had a son whose name was Saul, a choice young man and a goodly. And there was not among the children of Israel a goodlier person than he. From his shoulders and upward, he was higher than any of the people. And the asses were three of Kish, of Kish. Saul's father were lost. And Kish said to Saul his son, Take now one of the servants with thee, and arise, go see the asses. And he passed through Mount Ephraim, and passed through the land of Shalisha, but they found them not. Then they passed through the land of Shalim, and there they were not. And he passed through the land of Benjaminites. So he just kept on moving and moving and moving and moving. His story is like your story and my story. We have been moving around in life. But may God's purpose for your life come to pass. Hallelujah. Hmm? Now finally, he was directed to the prophet. So, hallelujah. And he spent some time with the prophet Samuel. Come with me to verse 19. And Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the seer. Go up before me unto the high place, for you shall eat with me today. And tomorrow I will let thee go. And will tell thee all that is in thy heart. And as for thy asses that were lost three days ago, set not thy mind on them, for they are found. 
And on whom is all the desire of Israel? Is it not on thee and all thy father's house? Verse 21. And Saul answered and said, Am not I a Benjaminite of the smallest of the tribes of Israel? And my family, the least of all the families of the tribe of Benjamin? Wherefore then speaketh thou so to me? Amen? So Saul, based on his family background, he said to himself, Nothing good can come out of my life. And it is true. It is true. What good can come out? Of your life based on your family background, your educational background, and all that. But you see, the oil, the holy anointed oil, the anointing of God can turn your destiny around, turn your future around, change your life, change your life story, change everything about you until you become a completely different man. You become an, 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 another man. When the oil was poured on salt, he was turned into another man. As a matter of fact, when the people saw him prophesying with the sons of the prophets, they said, a saw also among the prophets. Yes. When the anointing comes upon you, you begin to do what people don't expect you to do. Remember that Jesus was a carpenter. But when the oil came upon him, so, so the, the marveled. They said, when he stood to preach, they asked, from whence had this man this wisdom? He never went to school. They said, We have never heard it on this manner before. Some said, We have not seen such things before. May people begin to describe your life that way. I said, May people begin to talk about you that way. And that is not possible when the anointing comes upon you. That is why you must be anointed. You'll be transformed. Ladies who are sitting down here, you are wondering, you know, can something good come out of my life? Eh? Hey, some of the most powerful ministers ever were ladies. Catherine Kuman. Catherine Kuman. Eh? eh? When she stood to minister, miracles, creative miracles. The power of God through through a woman. The four square um, gospel church. Is that the name? Yeah, do you have some here? Do you have some here? Was founded by a woman. Amy Simple by person. She married two times. Yeah. 
the church that God used him in the 90s, uh, 18th century, 19 something to form, is in existence today. Four square. It shows you the power that is sustaining the church and the power that was on his life. Women, rise up. Rise up and begin to minister. Yeah. Bishop, as we are talking about church expansion, church planting, if we don't make use of the women, we are not going away. Yeah. One of the greatest promoters of the ministry of women is my father in ministry, Bishop Dad. In our church, we have women ministering to the highest level. To the highest level. Women. Pastoring churches, overseeing churches. Overseeing regions of churches. Women. And you women, you flow more by anointing that even as the men. Oh yeah. Because women, you are, you are, you see, by your, by your constitution, you believe more, you flow more. You believe more. Women believe more. So we need to, we need to raise up more of our women. More. Sister, young lady, beautiful lady, hey, you are going to stand to declare the wisdom of God and the power of God will flow in. It is the anointing that will turn you into another woman. You say you are not going to school much, so you cannot be a pastor. Who told you that? Who told you? When you come to Ghana, there are some prophets. They cannot construct one sentence in English. They gather thousands of people. And the pastors who have gone to university of masters, PhD, Reverend, Doctor, Doctor, sitting down there, he has 25 members for 15 years. It is not by might. I explained to you when I started. Yeah. You may not be educated, but when the power of God comes upon you and you start to minister, people will say, from whence? From whence? How this passes to Hallelujah. When the anointing came on Saul, he became another man. The next thing his father heard was that your son is becoming the king of Israel. Ah, my son. Oh, oh, which one? Your son Saul. Did you understand? But there were some other Saul's in the village. I said, oh, okay. You know, and, and some of them, their fathers were very rich, you know. And, and all that. So, okay, those were the son. No, 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 no. Your son, that, then he said, explain. They said, the oil. The oil. The oil. May the oil find your head. Place your two hands on your head right now and let the oil fall on your head. The oil. The oil. The oil. The oil. The oil. Yes. I found my servant baby and with my holy 
Mahmoud Kaimo Hosiata Sayandi Kerimo Hokashite Nayelemo Korea Karimo Hokasi Kalama Sendele Shaya ya 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 Asadimo Holia Begin to speak in the Holy Ghost right now Asaterimo Nayandi Rimo Hokashite Lemo Sete Alimo Hokalimo Hala Masatale Masandelia For as you go You will begin To promise out of them And the Spirit of God shall come upon you And you shall be turned into another man You shall be turned into another man You shall be turned into another man You shall be turned into another woman You shall be turned into another man You shall be turned into another man Another man You shall be turned into another man Into another man Into another man You shall be turned into another woman. You shall be turned into another woman. In the name of Jesus. The power. The power. The power. The power. You shall be turned into another man. Another man. Another man. Another man. You shall be turned into another man. You shall be turned into another man. Into another man. Into another man. Into another man, you shall be turned into another man. The spirit will come upon you, and you shall be turned into another man. Into another man. Into another man. The spirit will come upon you, and you shall be turned into another man. Like you said, stand your feet, everybody, and lift up your hands and pray. Oh yes. Let up the house and pray. Ali Mohoko Shikai. Put your spirit on us. I'm not just like you anointed Jesus. I'm not just like you anointed apostles and your great servants. Lord, we stand in Sayyidu. A place of darkness. A land that has been taken over by the forces of darkness. Lord, until you anoint us with a mighty anointing, I pray today for a mighty anointing, a mighty anointing, a mountain-moving anointing, anointing that will cause us to do great exploits. Anointing for churches that out of us thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands will spring up until every spot in Sion is taken for Jesus Christ. Anointing for miracle power, signs and wonders, the apostolic anointing, the anointing for evangelism. The prophetic spies, the anointing of the teacher, the health ministry. Let it be a release upon us. I pray for better world outreach ministries. Let this anointing fall upon this ministry. Let thousands of young men and young women. Be anointed and released out of this ministry to penetrate the darkness of Sayyidu. 
and to declare the gospel and to bring light to your people. We thank you. We give you praise. Ali no sinchi. Oliba hakateri no sinters. For that said the Spirit of God, now is a time for the Amund. For as many of you that desire to serve me and to be used of me, shall be anointed. For yea, without my spirit, you cannot serve. But when you desire to serve me, with your heart, I will put my spirit upon you, and you shall indeed return into another person. Today is the day for the anointing. My anointing is in the midst of my people. Lift up your hands. Yes, lift up your hands. Receive this touch upon your life tonight. Be here. May we heal your body. May he speak to you and instruct you to know the way that you should go. May he hold your hand. May he give you instructions. May he give you dreams and visions. As you go home tonight, the questions that bother you in life, in ministry, in business, in relationships, talk to him about it. And now, Lift up your hands. Receive the peace of the Holy Spirit. I bind the spirit of depression. I command the spirit of depression to leave you now. Let the peace of God, that passes all understanding, fill your heart and your mind. Let the confusion disappear. Peace be still. Peace be still. Peace be still. Thank you, Lord. For your presence. We love you. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Alimo Shikalaba. E Kalimo Sikahaya Terebo Sikhe. Elemo Kalimo Sikalama Shikerebo Sikhe. We praise your name and bless you. You are such a wonderful God. In Jesus' name. invited you to come to church or you came on your own but you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior you cannot even begin to talk about the Holy Spirit and work with Him if you don't know Jesus if you are not saved it is why you get saved that the Holy Spirit comes to dwell with you wherever you are standing I want to pray with you 
You want to say, Pastor, I don't know Jesus. I'm walking in the world. I'm walking in my sin. My friend invited me to come to church. Somebody said I should come. That's why I'm here. I don't even know why I came to church. Or I came on my own because I heard about the program. But I don't know Jesus. I want to be saved. Why are you standing as every eye is closed? If you want me to pray for you right now, so that you will see Jesus as Lord and Savior, lift up only your right hand and I'll pray for you. Lift up only your right hand. Very high. Very high. Upstairs. Upstairs. Downstairs. Lift up your hand. Pastor, pray for me. I want to receive Jesus as Lord. I want to be saved. I don't want to die and go to hell. I want to be a good person to God. I want to be a child of God. Pastor, pray for me. I don't want to walk in sin anymore. I can see how that I'm little father. Thank you for my brothers and sisters who have lifted up their hands. Now, all those of you who have lifted up your hands, upstairs, downstairs, do one more thing. Walk from where you are and come to me right here. Move from your seat and come. Come, brother. Come. Come. Come, brother. Pick up your Bible. Pick up your bag. Whatever you go to church, you take it and come. Come, your husband. La Riva. And worship you. You are awesome. Awesome, God. Again. After me, say, Dear Jesus, I love you so much. I'm a sinner. Please forgive me for my sins. Worship in your blood. Come into my heart and save my soul. I believe with my heart that you are Lord. I confess you as my Savior. So, Satan, from today, I don't belong to you. Jesus is my Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Save me. In Jesus' name. Amen. We believe you have been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral Collegon, opposite the Collegon Main Gate. Our service times are Early rain service, 6.30 to 8.15 a.m. Love and hope service, local languages services, from 7.30 to 9.30 a.m. Love and faith service, from 9.30 to 11.30 a.m. Our vibrant youth church is also at 9.30 a.m. to 12 noon. Be part of our midweek impartation service this and every Tuesday, from 6.15 to 8.30 p.m. prompt. For further prayer and counseling and further inquiries, please call 0278-888-884.
or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you. To glorify your